Hey guys, Lucas Still with Autumn Athletes. I'm here with Nick Mears. Nick is in the Pirates organization, has been training here for about two years now. Yeah. Um, and well, first of all, thanks for coming on. Yeah, no problem. Good to be here. Uh, I watch all the podcasts anyway, so I thought I'd make a <laughs> debut oh, on it. Well, yeah. Um, yeah, I just want to jump into this because you've got a pretty crazy story of how you got to where you are now today, and I'm just going to kind of let you, let you tell it, and I'll be here to yeah. ask some questions, but the floor is yours. Yeah, so I mean, so I started off, uh, we'll start off in high school. So high school, I went to Rockland High School, uh, played all four years, uh, junior and senior year on varsity. Uh, but going into my senior year at high school, I uh, blew my elbow out and had to have Tommy John surgery. But I decided to have it after my senior season because, I mean, in high school, your senior seasons, it's like everything to you. So uh I pitched a season essentially uh, with no ligament in my elbow, uh, topped out at 92 still. Uh, and then the next year after I graduated high school, I uh, had the surgery and then ended up going to Sac City, which later found out that was the best decision I ever could have made. Um, so my first year I gray shirted, so I stayed underneath 12 units so that I could uh, kind of postponed my NCAA clock. Uh, so I rehabbed my elbow my freshman year of college and uh, kind of didn't take it too seriously at first. Okay. Um, and then I later found out that this is kind of my last shot, no matter what happens. Uh, so I rehab it, I come back, I come back for my second year and in the fall, I get up to 91, 92, I think. Uh, so kind of back where I was in high school. And then uh, uh, fall ends, I have a great fall. I'm doing really well. Uh, and then two days before we report, I thought it was a good idea to go ride a dirt bike out in the snow. And I ended up flipping it and snapped my collarbone in half. And had a plate and seven screws put in my collarbone to kind of reconstruct it. Uh, so that was a pretty bonehead move, uh, to say the least. And then, uh, so I missed my second year of college uh, due to injury. So the first two years I missed uh, the season due to injury. Come back my third year, uh, do, I, I do pretty well in the fall. Uh, go uh, to the fall world series. Uh, I'm pretty sure I did really good. I, I don't think I let up a run through like seven innings of work, mm -hmm. which if you know, the fall world series at Sac city, uh, it gets rowdy. Yeah. It gets rowdy <laughs> to say the least. Uh, so that was, that was a lot of fun. Those I'll have those memories forever, but, uh, Going to the third year, uh, I get to play this year because I'm actually healthy for the first time in my college career. Uh, I do all right. I, I kind of walked the house a little bit just because I thought that throwing hard was the end-all be-all and that's what would get me drafted. But I was mistaken at the time. <laughs> so we go to the final four. We end up losing to Ohlone and- uh, 
Yeah, that's. We I don't I don't really like them. <laughs> so uh, things got pretty rowdy there too. So uh, then season ends my third year of college. Uh, I end up going to the Northwoods, and I think I had like a a sub one ERA through like twenty nine innings. Uh, Not bad. Yeah, I think it was like. 27 ish innings, but I had like 40 strikeouts, 40 something strikeouts. Oh, play. Uh, I got a little attention from uh, pro scouts uh, and then decided it would be better if I went back to school and tried to get drafted the next year. So now I'm back at Sac City for my fourth year. Uh, and I, we're in the fall and I am tearing it up. Nobody can touch me. I'm getting all these letters from pro scouts that are interested in me and I'm filling out questionnaires left and right. And then uh, at the end of the fall, my one of my grandpa figures passed away and then which sucked, but which sucked, but I, I could still keep moving forward uh, with the loss. And then two weeks later, my uncle ended up taking his life, which kind of compounded the blow of my grandpa. And then uh, about a month later, my other grandpa passes away. And then I think three weeks after that, one of my teammates uh, took his life as well. So right, yeah, with yeah. all of that stuff going on and where I was in life, I didn't really know how to handle all of that loss at once. I kind of tried to just suppress it and move past it instead of acknowledging my feelings and uh, working through them. So with everything that went on, I wasn't doing my schoolwork. I wasn't doing what I needed to do outside of baseball. I wasn't doing what I needed to do in baseball. So my life was kind of slowly falling apart and I didn't know how to kind of corral it and get it back together. And it wasn't until I had a meeting with uh, my coaches and my parents and my coaches actually, uh, Derek Sullivan and Descahe Bomberry, they, they called my parents without me knowing and uh, they kind of organized a meeting in uh, Sully's office. And it was then where they told me like, hey, we love you. Uh, we want you to be a part of this group, but from a person, a personal standpoint, we think it would be best if you took time away from baseball and didn't really focus on it. We want you to focus on yourself and find out who you are, which was kind of eye-opening because I never really thought you could do that. I was, I was Nick the baseball player my entire life. Like right. family members and friends come up to you and they don't, they don't ask you how you are. They ask you, how's baseball going? And it's, it takes a toll because when people, when you see that people only view you as a baseball player, you don't think that you can be normal and have a normal life. You think that you are only a baseball player and that's not how you should live life. You should right. enjoy everything instead, instead of just baseball. And yeah, I mean, 
our lives revolve around baseball and they always will, I feel like, but you have to live. Like if you are only the baseball player, you're only living like half your life really. And your happiness is contingent on how you did that day. Exactly. Is... Like you'll hear it over and over again. Like once you cross those lines, nothing else matters, but it, like when you're going onto the field, but it's the same thing as coming off. Like once you come off that field, nothing that you did on that baseball field matters anymore. You're a person, you have to go out into the real world mm -hmm. and do stuff. So I think that they really taught me that. And even though I may have missed out on a lot of money in the draft, it doesn't matter to me because I mean, it's kind of easy for me to say that now <laughs> since I debuted this year. But right, right. I mean, even like a year ago when I had no idea where I stood in the rankings of our minor leaguers, yeah. it was, I, I don't know how to say this. Well, it's crazy to, to like, it's, I think it speaks volumes to who like Bomber and Soli are as mm -hmm. people that you know, as coaches, your livelihood and being able to put food on your table for your family depends on if you can keep your job and that depends usually on winning. Yeah. And knowing that they had a guy that was a draft eligible guy that was probably their best arm in the bullpen, mm -hmm. a reliable guy in the ninth, eighth, ninth inning to like win games. And to be able to be like, oh yeah, like you as a person and your well-being and your sanity and your life is yeah. more important to us than no, our I mean, job, that's, that's, that's cool. Yeah, and I... So me and Bomber always had like a, a good relationship, but there was always tension in it because he knew that I could be more and I also knew it, but mm -hmm. I wasn't willing to put in the work for it. Mm. Whereas Sully, me and him really kind of butted heads a lot because he wanted, he wanted me to be great. And I, I, didn't, I didn't know that he wanted that for me. I thought that he was just some dick trying to be an <laughs> asshole to me the entire time, but once we had that meeting and even after that, like we may not talk much, but I will always appreciate what those two men did for me yeah. because I, I think that they, they really like kind of pulled me out of the gutter and like, you can do this. You have so much opportunity over here, but you're deciding to piss it away over here. So it's, they develop men. They don't just develop baseball players. Right. And I don't know. I, I think that I'm the most, I'm the biggest advocate for JUCO baseball because you don't get handed things. Yeah. You didn't get, you don't get more because you have a scholarship compared to the guy that walked on. And it may not always be like that, but I think that that's, you have to earn your, your shit at JUCO yeah. and you can attest to that. I remember uh, one of the things Bloomy told us at CRC, he said, if you're so good, why are you in my dugout? Exactly. Because a lot of guys came in the fall with sort of egos, like, oh, I'm going to be one and done, you yeah. know, and it's just like, oh, you're right, like, I am in a JUCO, and kind of like, it's a self check yeah. and be like, and all right. That's... Usually the guys that come in like that, they get their shit kicked in. Yep. They, it's either. Well, you guys have freaking like a hundred guys that come out in the fall, and then mm -hmm. with a couple of weeks later, you're down to fifty, and then they make cuts down the road. But it's, yep. you gotta, you gotta earn it. You gotta earn everything yep. that you get. But, I mean, that's, you know, a lot of loss within a singular month, and to be, yeah, to go through something like that, I think 
can be, you know, inspiration for a lot of kids out there. Just like, mm -hmm. hey, everyone's gonna have hardships in their life. Like, yeah, there's always light at the end of the tunnel. You may not see it right now, but just know that you're not alone. Rely on your friends and family because that's the biggest thing. Like having someone there for yeah, you. Yeah, they're there for you. If you think they they are or not, but they're there for you. Yeah. Well, that's I mean, you said you know you didn't really fully know what Soli's like intentions were, but mm -hmm. to have them being like that to kind of show you like, hey, like you're important to us. We care about you as a person. Um, that's cool. Yeah. Always like lean on your friends and family. Um, we're almost out of time, but just to kind of sum up after that. Yeah. So, uh, after I stepped away from baseball, I, I was still enrolled in classes and, uh, one of our assistant coaches, Bo Henning, uh, was coaching out in the Northwoods again on the same team that I played the previous year. And, uh, so I went out there again. I, I let up one run and Shoved. then I, yeah, I, I'm, I had a postseason appearance. Uh, our starter went like two innings, I think, gave up seven runs. Sheesh. Yeah, and then I came in for three innings of work and I struck out nine and sat, I think, 95, 97. Mm -hmm. uh, didn't hear anything until I came back from Minnesota. But right once I got back, I think I was home for two days. Yeah. I, uh, I got phone calls from eight different teams, and I, I decided to go with uh, the Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, and then I went to short season, played two weeks there, had three appearances, uh, then came back for spring training, gained 30 pounds instead of me being 93 to 96. I was 96, 98, touching 100. Um, and then started out in low A full season, got my way to double A uh, in the same year, then went to the fall league, didn't let up a run uh, through eight innings uh, against like the best prospects in baseball, uh, which ended up getting me an invite to big league spring training uh, last year. And then COVID happened. Uh, I went to the alternate training site and uh, through one way or another, I ended up debuting uh, against the Detroit Tigers. And my <laughs> first at bat might have been the, uh, the most, the craziest first at bat of anybody in the world. Uh, I face a triple crown wigger, uh, winner, uh, Miguel Cabrera. I go 2-0 to him on two uh, fastballs up in the zone. On the third one, he pops it up to uh, shallow right field foul uh and i think our first baseman was running backwards towards towards it and gregory polanco was coming in from right and uh polanco just absolutely nails him with his elbow and uh breaks his jaw knocks the dude out completely and i'm just standing on the mound like everybody's down in the corner i'm like what do i do like I, debut here. yeah I, i'm the only one on the field anymore looking like an idiot so i start nice. walking towards him to kind of get an ETA and see what's wrong being a good teammate. And the umpire yells at me. He's like, Nick, can't do that. Can't do that. <laughs> so I was like, where the hell am I supposed to go? Yeah. So I walk over to the Tigers third base coach and I start talking with the opposing team third base coach when I'm trying to strike their guys out. Yeah. So uh, it was. You got the nerves of an MLB debut. You're facing one of the best hitters of all time. Mm -hmm. Three pitches in, all of a sudden you got to sit there and wait 15, 20 minutes. Yeah, so just... now I'm cold again. And then... 
But, and oh yeah, we're resuming. Go back out there and pitch again. Yeah, the, again. that's the only thing I remember from that was the umpire yelling at me. Other than that, I don't remember a thing from that outing. Really? Blacked out. <laughs> I, I, uh, so I usually take a scoop of pre-workout before I go in to pump myself up. Bad idea. <laughs> Bad idea. I, I don't think my uh, heart rate dropped below 200 oh, for about 30 minutes. So that's healthy. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's kind of my story. Yeah, it's a crazy one. You've been through it. You've obviously had some talent, but then obviously had put in the work to mm -hmm. develop that talent. And, you know, seeing you train here for about two years, it's seeing you go much of your work is definitely like, you know, it's a big league mentality. Which Thank been, you. Thank you. That means a lot to me. I, I pride myself on my work ethic and hopefully those around me yeah. take hold and do it too. It's, it's cool too. Like, uh, you know, you and a lot of, I think we have a pretty good culture here, but a lot oh, of the yeah. other guys will. Obviously, you guys get your work done, but then stick around or help a high school kid with this. Mm -hmm. Or it's cool. It's a cool thing that obviously you guys are setting the standard and you guys are leading from the front. But mm -hmm. it's been fun. It's been fun to watch your work. It's been fun to see you debut this year. Thank you. And you had a couple Thank other you. outings too. Yeah. And uh, you know, expect to expect to be on the Pirates here going forward. The oh Big yeah. League club. I'm excited. And, uh, you know, thanks for telling your story. Yeah, today. no problem. But thanks for coming on, bro. Yeah. No Appreciate problem. it. No problem. Yes, sir. Thank you.